They suppress the genetic sequencing. They know they did it. We know they did it. They know we know they did it. And now they're starting to admit it. We're talking specifically about this guy, Larry Trebek, who is the director acting of the NIH, the National Institute of Health. And he has been talking with Jamie Herrera Butler. She's a Republican congresswoman over from the state of Washington. But before we get into the clip that we previewed just a little bit earlier, we got to learn about some of the things they're talking about in the clip because it goes quickly and it's not going to make any sense. Specifically, they're referencing this government entity website. It's called the NIH National Library of Medicine. And it's a very interesting little thing they're talking about. It's called the Sequence Read Archive. It's SRA. It is data available through multiple cloud providers and different servers, but it is the largest publicly available repository of high throughput sequencing data. So it's sort of like a Wikipedia kind of a thing. You know, Wikipedia, people dump their knowledge into it and they create articles and sometimes they manipulate articles. And, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that's being submitted there, but it's housing a bunch of data from all sorts of different sources. Same type of thing here, except this is sequence read archive type of data. Throughput sequencing. The archive accepts data from all branches of life, as well as the metagenomic environmental surveys, stores raw sequencing data and alignment information to enhance reproducibility and facilitate, this is where it's important, new discoveries through data analysis. Oh, all right. So what you mean is if a country or a globe had to be going through know, a major pandemic, and there's a new novel coronavirus that's flying all over the place and people have questions about it. Wouldn't it be convenient if we had an area where we could just upload a genetic sequence and all of the smart people who know what to do with that type of stuff start diving into it? And, oh, my goodness. Well, wow, this is interesting. This came over from where we think maybe it all started. And we're going to be able to unpack this now. Very, very useful. Well, that sounds like a really nice idea. Let's see how that played out. If you go over there, this is how it works. You can submit data, a little quick start button, and it looks complicated, kind of advanced stuff. DBGAP submission guide. I'm not familiar with any of this, but of course, the geneticists must be. This is how you download and sequence the data, and it was all very useful, unless... It was hidden and nobody could see any of the relevant, most important data that you might otherwise want. New York Post gave us this headline written by Stephen Nelson says that the NIH director confirms the agency hid early genes at the request of the Chinese scientists. NIH acting director Lawrence Trebek, Tabek, who we're going to hear from next, confirmed to lawmakers on Wednesday that U.S. health concealed early genomic sequences of the vid at the request of the Chinese scientists, but insisted the data remains on file. Well, that's good news. So that means, whew, you just didn't delete it all and throw it right in the dumpster. That means there's something else that we can go back and take a look at, right? Hopefully. Tabeck told the House Appropriations Committee and Ms. Butler, who we're going to hear from next, the subcommittee that the NIH, quote, eliminated from public view the data from the pandemic epicenter in Wuhan, China. Isn't that convenient? Before adding that, oh, don't worry about this, though. You can still download the data via archive on our, quote, tape drive. Oh, my gosh, which sounds just about right for the government. So we've got about a two-minute clip. We're going to break this up because, as I said, it goes very quickly. And I want to start with the question from Miss Butler Herrera. And she's asking sort of... Uh, about this data. She's presuming that that data that we just learned is going to still be on an archive, on a, a data tape somewhere. She's saying, I, I sort of heard that that was deleted. 
and she's asking the NIH about this specifically. And she's getting a lot of this information from an older Variety article, a Vanity Fair article that we're going to cover here in a little bit that started to hint at a lot of this. But she's talking specifically, starting the premise of her question, thinking the data has been deleted. And we don't know if she knows that, in fact, it hasn't been deleted or if she's just speculating and she gets caught off guard a little bit by his answer when he says, in fact, it is not deleted. Because, of course, then the follow up question to that is, uh, where do we get access to that information? If and do you still have it? Here's how this sounds. Last year, um, I followed some reports that um, genomic data, early genomic sequence from Wuhan, China, were deleted from the se the sequence read archive. Um, and we worked to get to the bottom of this. And I think partially just because there were concerns, rational concerns, that the, Who know, the Chinese it? Communist Party had something to do with this and where's the information. Um, I wanted to see what, with regard to the Secrets Read Archive, you're doing to secure it from those yes. types of um, either truly harmful things or maybe it's an image thing. But what are you doing in that space? So it sounds like this is a prevention question. Like she doesn't think that they have the data at all. Something happened at the archives where a Chinese researcher or somebody was able to get in there and access the data and delete it. She's saying, what have you done to sort of prevent that from happening again? What kind of precautions have you taken? What is you know needing to happen here? You're at the appropriations committee in the house. We give you a bunch of money to do stuff. You're asking us for something. I've got a question about how you're able to secure your processes for the, the thing that happened recently. What is your answer to that, good sir? Here's what she says. There's no question that the communication that we had about the uh, sequence uh, archive, uh, sequence read archive, um, w w could have been improved. Yeah, so I, that I, I freely admit that. Um, that excuse has been used very regularly over the course of the last several years. It's always a communication problem. And I understand communication being a problem in the middle of a crisis when there is so much activity going on around you, you're doing your very best to tread water to keep your head up floating above the water and you're doing everything you can to put out fires every which way that's a different thing right people who are in those situations get the benefit of the doubt about being poor communicators and not doing everything perfectly there's another side to this where a lot of people are sort of in my opinion actively being dishonest or nefarious with their intentions they are doing things that serve their interests serve their political ends serves what their bureaucracy wants to accomplish. And then after it all sort of, the emergency subsides a little bit, they fast forward the clock and they just turn back and they say, yeah, we know we could have done better. It was an emergency. It was a problem that we were only doing the best that we could do at the time, which in my opinion, it's just not true. This type of stuff is not true. This type of stuff was very readily publicly available. And if you were anywhere paying attention at all, you remember how these types of narratives were quashed aggressively in 2020, right in the middle of an election season, anybody who said that this thing came from China or Wuhan or whatever was labeled a racist. Donald Trump was condemned repeatedly during the election for implying that there was any association between this and China. And, you know, largely, in my opinion, this was because there was a narrative that needed to be proffered forward in the election that Trump was failing at home, that this was about Trump versus the coronavirus. If this became a nationalist movement, 
where China became the scapegoat for any you know, COVID problems, well, then that may have realigned the Republican Party or that may have galvanized the Trump momentum. And so none of that was allowed to happen. And any inclination or any hint that we could have a conversation about the origin until very recently was absolutely taboo. You were thrown off of platforms for that type of language saying that this stuff was being suppressed. Here, we're going to hear that they're just going to blame all of this problem. Oh, it's just communication. Oh, we should do better about this next time. Give me a break. They knew what they were doing. It was done intentionally. And so they don't get to just cop out so easily with blaming it on bad communication. Here is the reaction from Ms. Herrera Butler. You still have the data? You still have it? Hang on a minute. If I may, the, the archive um, never deleted the sequence. It just did not make it available oh. for interrogation. So wait, you have the information? We still? have the information. So whoa, whoa. You still have the information. She was referencing this article that I talked about previously, written back on March 31st. There was an individual named Bloom who was doing some research. He wrote a paper. It was the product of detective work that he's undertaken over a number of years, talking about the sequencing, saying how there was a published paper from China that had somehow vanished without a trace. Sequences where the map of the nucleotides that give its unique genetic identity that are key to tracking this, gone. In Bloom's view, their disappearance raised the possibility that the government in China might have been trying to hide evidence about the pandemic's early spread. Piecing together clues, Bloom established that the NIH itself, these people that we're listening to, had deleted the sequences from its own archive at the request of the researchers in Wuhan. Now he was hoping that Fauci and his boss, NIH Director Francis Collins, could help him identify other deleted sequences. So we have the congresswoman who has read these articles and gotten these reports saying, uh, I thought this was all deleted, but wait a minute, you still have this? How's that? You have the information. We still? have the information. We've so it wasn't, I, the way it was reported is it was pulled out. The, the, the early genomic right. sequencing was removed by a Chinese researcher. So uh, anybody who submits to the sequence read archive is allowed to ask for it to be removed. And that investigator did do that. But we never erase it. Oh, so you don't have the information anymore? We, we do. We, we never erase the information. We keep it. So they were with it. But, but it's not something that the public can see. So here's where he explains it's just the difference between being publicly available and they actually screwed up. They just miscategorized this. Let's listen. Keep it. So they were, with, they were able to withdraw public viewing public of it? Public viewing. That's correct. Okay. So researchers can apply to the NIH and get the information from you. And, and so in the way that they it get was it? originally um, eliminated um, from public view, mm. it was um, withdrawn. Ah. And that's the most difficult for people to, to access. The error that was made, and we found this out after a review of all of our Oh, processes, just another innocent mistake. It should have been suppressed. Oh, suppressed. You see what he's doing, continually referring to his notes, just looking at the classification, saying, oh, yeah, a record entry got submitted into the archives, but then there are different ways that information can be removed from the archives. One of them is a withdrawn status. If it's withdrawn, sounds like the public doesn't get any access to this. And he didn't answer her question about whether or not the public can actually get it. He glossed over it and he said, oh, you know, another boneheaded mistake. In addition to our totally innocent communication problems about this, we also just misclassified it from one level to another. If it were suppressed, maybe people could have gotten it because that would have been sort of like a less 
severe level of confidentiality, right? If you want to use like top secret, mid secret, like unclassified or whatever it is. Here, it is the same type of analysis saying if it's withdrawn, it is absolutely mostly gone, whereas it should have been suppressed so people still could have gotten access to it. But we know that many of these bureaucracies are going to continue to twist themselves into pretzels trying to explain themselves and their colossal incompetence over the next several years, hopefully decades, as people continue to demand that they be held to account. We'll continue to do that here as well. I hope you join us on that journey. I would love it if you subscribed before you got out of here, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one.